welcome back to another episode of Keeping It 100, guys, where we keep you updated on the latest in sports and entertainment. We keep it 100, y'all. We keep it real. Guys, I'm here today joined by my brothers from another mother's. Guys, what's up, Dez? How you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing good, man. How are you, man? How are you? Man, I'm doing so well, bro. It was my birthday yesterday, as you know. Thanks yes, for joining sir. me, y'all. Oh, it was it was fun. It was fun. Jordan, what's going on, my man? Hey, man, just chilling. Uh, Leo, by the way, glad you're alive. Uh, <laughs> we definitely had a lot of fun yesterday, didn't we? Most definitely. Oh, yes, man. we did. Lots of good drinking and fun. And oh, let me tell you guys, we went in a little bit. <laughs> it was a good time, guys. <laughs> a good time but guys i'm leo rydell and we are here to talk about sports guys and let's start things out with um a quick moment of silence we lost both mike curtis who was a former linebacker the baltimore colts and tavares jackson quick little five seconds here Right, guys. Yeah, just wanted to take a quick moment of silence for those players and their families. Our condolences. Extremely sad. Yeah, and uh, and also not only to uh, just to speak about Tavares Jackson, uh, prayers and uh, condolences for the Minnesota Vikings organization. He was uh, picked up as their second round draft pick back in 2006. Uh, spent a brief moment with the Seattle Buffalo. Actually won with the Seahawks in Super Bowl 48 when they uh, when they played the Broncos. And we're not going to talk about that anymore. But uh, <laughs> condolences to uh, everyone from the Jackson family to the uh, Vikings, Seahawks, and Bills organizations. Same. Just to uh, piggyback off you both, definitely just my condolences go to them and uh, their families in the Vikings organization, the Seahawks as well. Um, it's definitely a special player that we lost, um, and he definitely evolved the game as well with several players like Michael Vick, Kyle Murray, um, and others through this draft that we'll talk about today. But definitely uh, a player that evolved the game, definitely was involved well in his community, um, is definitely missed, but will never be forgotten. Would you say that Tavares Jackson may have been uh, produced before his time? Yeah. Yes, most definitely. Yes, most yes definitely. absolutely. Most definitely. Most definitely. All right, guys, we're, so we're going to move into better news, especially talking about the draft. Woo! We're going to get into that much later, but that is going to be a big feature of this episode, guys. Stay most tuned. Definitely. Let's talk about Rob Gronkowski, guys. Fuck is back, y'all. Rob oh my Gronkowski, God. dude. Back from the grave, everybody. <laughs> the boys are coming back together for another round. <laughs> yeah, so the, he got picked up to um, play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What do you guys think about that move? Uh, Gronk coming out of retirement to go to the Bucks with Brady. I think that's a great move for the Bucks. <laughs> I guess Almost. it makes sense to me only because we look at Tom Brady. He wants to play until he's 45. I think if Gronk is coming back, it's not just a one-year deal to me. I think Brady and Gronk, their intention is to play out their contract for another two years and both retire together. 
this is what it looks like to me in my opinion most definitely most definitely um just i think that's exactly on the nose uh jordan because i mean you look at it without gronkowski in those past two years the patriots really didn't have no uh tight end presence um and tom brady loved to throw the ball to his tight end and julian edelman and you just couldn't see that same type of comfort uh with tom brady knowing that hey you got a big guy like gronkowski energetic guy great player uh that you really can't throw to i mean he just threw to julian edelman last year like all the time that was his like main target so i feel like tom brady is comfortable now he has somebody to throw to and with brock i mean that guy's just a beast he's amazing he's crazy he's the whole package but for him to come out of retirement uh especially like two or three days before the draft um i wasn't really shocked but um at the same time i mean that's tom brady and you know tom brady he's really slick with his moves man for sure you know what else i like about gronk is like i'm sure this guy has a great locker room presence right and oh, him yeah. and Brady being in the buck uh, on the box is gonna really rile up the team and get their it's gonna get their hopes a lot higher. So I think we're gonna see a lot more effort from the players. We're gonna see a lot more playmaking. Like we're gonna see a much better season for them. Oh, Here's something definitely. that Tampa Bay is going to have now that Brady's over there. It's leadership. Jameis yes. Winston was just a young little kid. Tom Brady, you've got Super Bowl championship experience, and you hit it right on the uh, nail with Gronkowski. He's a huge spark plug for the team, ridiculous uh, playmaker, just a great, great, great pickup in my eyes for uh, the Buccaneers. Same, um, especially with, uh, with, with Gronkowski now. And the division that they're playing in, I mean, safeties and corners and linebackers will have a tough time dealing with Gronkowski. And like I said, he just brought so much energy when he played with the Patriots with Tom Brady, I mean, they it just they just fed off each other, um, and I just feel like it's a great signing. And with Tampa Bay, they bring a winning culture and great leadership too, as well. I mean, for two players to have that many Super Bowl appearances and wins, to bring that to that type of organization, it definitely elevates them to the top of the spot. Probably even in Vegas, once everything starts opening back up, to be top of Super Bowl favorites just because of Gronkowski in the matchup. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, they had a very average year last year, and I think this could really elevate their offense and take it to the next level and not even just offense. Like you were saying, Jordan, the whole entire organization. This is exactly the piece of the puzzle that they were missing, and they're going to be a team to beat. Definitely the NFC for sure. It's going to make that whole Denver-Tampa Bay game that much more interesting, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. All right, guys. So we do have a couple more topics on here, but I think it's safe to say we should get into the meat and potatoes of this discussion. Draft. All right, by <laughs> that, let's talk about the draft. Yes. Oh, <laughs> man. Hey, Joe Burrow, we have talked about this on the show it was not time for the bungles to, not for the bangles to be the bungles it's time to be the bangles and they didn't bungle the first overall pick which in my eyes was probably unanimous because they need a quarterback they need leadership they need to get back in the playoffs they need some type of offensive spark plug um and joe burrow uh and he's a native in cincinnati um definitely fits that mold 
And for me, I'm going to, it's, uh, you know, we're going to go to Denver and we're going to talk about Jerry Judy. Jerry, Jerry Judy. Judy. Jerry Judy. This guy was the one to look out for. Why exactly was he passed up by so many teams? I don't know. But got a weapon, y'all. Let me tell you, this guy is a all star. And, the, and what's so surprising to me is the Raiders had a chance to pick up this kid. Is they took the guy that I thought was going to Denver and Henry Ruggs, but for Jerry Judy to slip this far into our pocket, I'm telling you what I under I said that I wanted Henry Ruggs initially, but I am much more happier that we got Judy. I, I'll tell you what, this is going to be a fantastic year for us. Absolutely. Oh, most definitely. I love the pick. I love the pick, guys. I love the pick. I feel like the Raiders passed up on Jerry Judy because, like I said, with John Gruden and Mike Mayock, they wanted speed. In this whole draft, they, I mean, Denver, they needed weapons for Drew Locke, like we said in the show. And Drew Locke is the future. And to get Jerry Judy, he's crisp on his route. He runs a 4 4 5 on the uh, 40. I mean, the guy is just smooth. And um, there was one, Michael Irving, if I'm not mistaken, on the draft day, he said this guy is an ultimate beast. He is a day one starter. I feel like with Jerry Judy, it's just the X factor that Denver needs to complement uh, Cortland Sutton. And this team, honestly, is yes. really unstoppable now, especially what they did with the draft. And let's not forget either, we got Jerry Judy. We got the tight end from Missouri that was uh, last year when Drew Locke came out was the uh, – in the uh, finalists were one of the top tight ends in college football that year. That guy had so many receptions, and Denver is just a force to be reckoned with. Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, Enzi. Guys, we've got a squad going. They didn't reach. They they stuck to their game plan. And um, like I said, I mean, at first I was like, okay, no Henry Ruggs. But then I was like, Jerry Judy. And right that anticipation where we had CD Lamb too. And to get the number one guy where John Elway said that was the number one guy on the board. I mean, they filled holes in the offense. They got a great center, which was one of the top centers in the draft from LSU, one of the best prestigious programs in the nation. Um, and they had almost set a record for uh, players taken in the draft this year. So he just shows the pedigree and the uh, programs and the SEC as well, what the development is of players to the next level. I just feel like Denver is just great on all cylinders. I mean, they even signed a college free agent today, guys, that was from Western Michigan, that was the FCS leader in touchdowns. And this guy can be the third down back. We may have to see what happens to Warriors Freeman, but Denver is just great on all cylinders right now. They're not stressing about the holes. They're they're not like the Patriots where they have to figure out who's the quarterback. They know their guy and they're ready to rock and roll. This is mile high, man. We're ready for it. Guys, I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm not gonna lie. When um. When Tampa Bay and San Francisco was picking at uh, 13 and 14th, I just had a little mini heart attack. I thought <laughs> one of those teams was going to snag Jerry Judy. You had Tampa Bay that could have that wide receiver death. You had San Francisco who needs a wide receiver after Emmanuel Sanders was traded to the New Orleans Saints. Why they picked up Javon Kinlaw, I get it. He's a good player, just not player I thought they were going to pick. Not the greatest decision, in my opinion. But to have Jerry Judy just fall into our lap, and when we picked him up, I was like, damn! 
we were all excited, man. We all watched the draft. Oh my together. god, all excited. <laughs> I mean, it was great. And see, uh, second round, I was really expecting maybe a defensive player, but they got KJ Hamler. And now I never heard of the guy. I had to say I have to look him up and do my research, guy. This guy says he runs a four-two-seven forty. Now, mind you, he didn't do a forty because of injuries at the combine. But he did the bench press and everything. What he did was they used GPS time trackers from his uh, uh, plays from Ohio State and one kickoff return uh, that was in a different game against uh, in a bowl game. They said that guy has ultimate speed, and I feel like that was probably the compliment for not having Henry Ruggs because, like you said, you have to beat the Chiefs. How you beat the Chiefs? You score more points. And like I said, defense wins championships too, guys. But I mean, this offense Absolutely. is deadly. The team I was kind of shocked with, I won't even lie to you, like really, really shocked with. Now their scheme may be genius. The Carolina Panthers use all their seven draft picks, all their draft picks for defensive players. Now these defensive players are right away. I mean, there was one with Jeremy Chin. I would think the Broncos should have picked up great size, really versatile, can cover all the field. But hey, I mean, we need speed. We need an offense to build around Drew Locke. So I definitely get where John Elway and Vic Fangio in the front office coming from. But the only surprising team that I felt like used their draft picks, but I mean, they need weapons, honestly, from Carolina. I mean, they got speedsters too, but I mean, I think they should have added maybe one or two guys. Maybe they'll do one today, probably off the uh, unrestricted free agent from the college pool. The uh, free agents basically that didn't get picked up in the draft, but they used all their draft picks, basically defense. That was all it was, defense. And that was Des, the first time they ever heard of Huh? Oh, Des, you're to- uh, not to cut you off, man. Uh, you're totally <laughs> right, though, about uh, the Carolina Panthers. I mean, you're not really supporting Teddy Bridgewater now with uh, a lot of weapons that you could have picked up. In fact, I'm, I thought Carolina should have taken either Ruggs or Judy to begin with. And so, so for him to, like I said, it's a miracle that Denver got Jerry Judy, but it's so surprising the list of teams that I'm looking at. I mean, Panthers for one, the Jets for one, the... Uh, the uh, I think yeah, the Panthers are relying very heavily on Christian McCaffrey. Yes, like they yeah, we, they could have easily picked up Uggs, yeah, stack their their uh, wide receivers up. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And imagine that offense that would have been deadly. You have a running back at the backfield and just take it to the house, and then you got wide receivers that can just whew, make moves. I mean, Rugs, I definitely support him, man, and his story and what he's been through. And every player has a story, but man. Ruggs is going to be a special player. And Jerry Judy, I feel like he is the ultimate ready, NFL ready. You can plug in day one. Yes. And with him and Cortland Sutton, it's going to be crazy. And like you said, Jordan, I mean, that's just crazy. Had uh, close to 1,200 yards last year with uh, 10 touchdowns. Man, he was on fucking fire. Yeah. Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy was on fire. Catch the ball, great range, and he can play inside or out. So Denver, and with the KJ Hamler uh, pick, Denver is so great versatility add. Yes, Whew. just imagine you have we so many add. weapons at our disposal. So many weapons, so many weapons. I think the team that uh, shocked us a little bit, because uh, like I said, they need weapons as well. The Jets, the Jets, they got Makai Becton. What a stinker! <laughs> Oh, I, that's not. It's not that Becton is a bad pick per se, but really, Jets. That's yeah. who you go with for your first first round pick. 
they got Denzel Mims, which I do give them credit for, but it seems like one of those picks where they're just like, uh, it fell to us at the right time. And there was really, I mean, there was a good, some good wide receivers still in this class, like LaVisca Chennault. He went to the, you know, the Jaguars. Great scheme. The thing is, is, and all the experts were saying, if this guy can stay healthy, this guy has had an injury rap sheet that's just, eh. But I mean, the guy can still ball. And like I said, it, what he produced in Colorado, he can do in Jacksonville. And Makai Beckton, like you said, I mean, it's kind of one of those picks where it's like, eh. Because you never know, like I said, these offensive linemen, you never know. They get hurt early, and now you're stuck at square one again. I mean, I look at Makai Becton, and I did say initially I thought this was just another Jets pick, another stupid pick. I do think he's a great offensive lineman. Uh, I read a lot of uh, draft reports as I was doing my research. Apparently, he was projected to be a top 10 pick anyway. Mm. And so I give the Becton pick a lot more credit than I did initially. I still agree with all you, Des. I definitely agree with you, Leo. I wish they would have targeted a wide receiver because Sam Donald doesn't really have a lot of weapons. I mean, Robbie Anderson's gone now, so he's really left with just the, the bare cupboard, so to speak. True, true. And then the Packers one, guys. I know we're talking about the draft. The Packers was Jordan Love. I don't know how Aaron Rodgers is feeling right now. I don't even know they added any weapons. Probably from the college undistricted free agent pool, probably once the draft was over, they probably added one or two receivers. But Jordan I mean, they Love, gotta look they gotta look at their future, man. Yeah. You need some receivers because you only have what, Devontae Adams? That's it. That, that's the only player that you got. That's it. And you got Aaron Rodgers, and they said give this guy probably two years, Jordan Love to sit back behind. Uh Aaron Rodgers, learn from him, learn how to be a quarterback. He has a strong arm. I mean, this guy can I don't can think ball. that's a bad idea. No. The team that didn't pick up a quarterback in the draft, they picked one today uh, through the undistricted free agent pool once the draft was over. The Patriots. They're sticking with their guns with Jarek Stidham and Brian Hoyer. Um, they did add some. Uh, Jarek Stidham, he uh, is a quarterback from last huh? year. Eric Stidham. Guys... Yeah. Woo. That's what you I'm, you see what I'm trying to get at? Yeah, we're like, who the hell was that? What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry to be uh, vulgar, They're guys, but Jared seriously, Stidham. what? Who? 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 <laughs> Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer. Now, I know Brian Hoyer because that dude is tossed around as a backup and gone to Cleveland, gone back to the Patriots, gone to Indy. Went to Cleveland, got cut, and now he's back with the Patriots. That's the backup, and he has a lot more experience, but Jared Stidham looks like they may just keep the eye on him. I mean, he's not so bad. He's got a lot of interceptions, though, in his college years. It's yeah. Five um, interceptions. Uh, he's got six from 2017, five from 2018. That's a lot. So Jarek Stidham uh, played uh, for Baylor, um, and he was drafted Auburn. last year. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah, you're right. It was Auburn. I'm so sorry. It was Auburn. So he went to Baylor first, and then he went to Auburn. So I think you're Kentucky. cutting out a little bit there. Can you hear me? Just me here. No, I can. I'm kind of cutting out. Can you hear me? Oh. Oh, that's Jordan. Nope. Hello? Nope. I'm, I'm here. Yep. I'm here. Yep. Quick, quick refresh. All right. There we go. Okay. All right. So 
Yeah, I mean, the guy, I mean, Jared Stidham, I mean, they said in high school he was a guy who was like Friday Night Lights guy. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't know. He was a fourth round pick in 2019, the 31st pick uh, last year. And his 40 was a 4 8 1. Um, They're I going mean, with that dude. I don't know. It, it, and his his grade when he came out was a 6.10, which is basically to scale uh, good as a backup. That's that's what they gave him last year, 6.10. Um, so, I mean, and with they, that, they, go my ahead, bad, No, go ahead. No, 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 no you're good. Uh, so, with that grade right there, I mean, it says good backup who could become a starter. Um, I mean, if you're graded a 8.0, that's the perfect prospect, and a 7.3 to 7.5 is perennial all pro and in pro bowl talent is 7.0 to 7.1 and then 6.7 to 6.8 is basically one year quality starter and 6.5 is boom or bust so uh jared stidham i i seen him play in preseason last year and he i think he played him a couple of snaps last year um in the regular season games when they were just basically blowing out teams um at that point when he just plugged him in the game but i mean i feel like he's a little bit of better upgrade than brian hoyer here i mean brian hoyer is uh, i don't know man you never know what you're gonna get out of brian hoyer you may get a good game one day and a bad game the seriously other he's up and down man <laughs> and i just feel like they need to i mean they address the tight end because they need a tight end to compliment with julian edelman but and they got some offensive line to help as well they got defense as well they really load up on defense because like i said in the last episodes, guys, they did lose a lot of key pieces. Kyle Van Noy to the Dolphins. They lost linebackers, defensive end. They really lost a lot of defense. So they went heavy in defense in the first couple rounds and went to offensive line and tight end. So we'll see how it plays out in New England. But the team that's going to be the team to beat in their division, I say, is Buffalo. Buffalo is going to be ready to rock and roll. They got their quarterback. They got one of the best running backs in the draft. They got one of the best wide receivers too as well already on the team and their defense is just getting better guys it's getting better i'll tell you what oh man uh, i'm sorry go go ahead ahead, jordan oh go ahead leo i was just saying about brian we were still talking about brian hoyer Mm -hmm. i don't know man he just he's a shaky quarterback man this is not the guy you want to throw your cards on i guess this is really gonna test out the dynasty theory here yeah did brady and belichick really need each other or was it one or the other they're gonna show us i think they're both great in their respective positions don't get me wrong will for them separately enough lead another team into a state like that and i definitely don't think so i think this is the end of the patriots dynasty and hoyer come on 52 touchdowns, 34 interceptions, under 60% yeah. completion percentage. Yeah, Hoyer is definitely not the My dang God, answer in New England. weak, bro. So, quick question, guys. I say Jarek Siddham is starter day one. Reason being, he had one year under Tom Brady, but the way he just played, he diagnosed, I mean, he. I feel like he'll be the underdog and win just because Bill Belichick doesn't like mistakes. And I'll give the Patriots fans the benefit of the doubt because we have some fans in Massachusetts. I feel like the Patriots will play not better, but they'll play average. But I mean by average, I say probably less than eight wins. I'll be that nice. Reason being because they added some key pieces. They have a little bit of continuity with Julian Edelman. 
uh, some of the offensive line with Bill Belichick as well. And like I said, Tom Brady right now looks like he's winning the whole Bill Belichick and Tom Brady who's better without the other. Because look at the addition. You got Gronk. Gronk is like, hey, Brady's in Tampa. I want out. You know what I'm saying? Here's a draft pick. Yeah, which you know, hurts. You know, which hurts that morale, that leadership. The only leader that you got right now. I mean, there's a bunch of leaders in that locker room. But the true leader has been there through thick and thin, through all those Super Bowls, through all the catching and everything as, as, as well, is Julian Edelman. And like I said, with, you know, Julian Edelman is basically the, that's honestly, I think that's his team now. Honestly, that's the team that, that's his team now. Because honestly, there's really nobody else. If you lose Julian Edelman, they're starting from scratch, basically, guys. So with all my fans in Massachusetts out there, and we our fans out there, um, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say eight wins probably go eight and eight um just because the fact that Jarek Stidham you never I mean the guy hasn't played a full like season he hasn't played a full game so we don't know um and like I said he'll make mistakes for sure I just feel like with this offseason especially with COVID-19 um I feel like Jarek Stidham may be dialed into the playbook and all players should um but I feel like I'll give them the benefit of the doubt with eight and eight but they're not going to make the playoffs They're, they're not going to make the playoffs at all no, they're not going to make the playoffs. And I will tell you what, Julian Edelman, God. he's probably out, out of his uh, way out of England, too. I don't think he wants to keep playing over there. Oh, no, they have a bad season this year. I'm sorry, man. If it's lackluster, communication isn't right. We see how it unfolds all the time where a player leaves. A, we see it all the time, man. We see it all the time. He's out I mean, if that's the case. Oh, most definitely. He wants to win. I mean, you look at we're all Bronco fans here with Emmanuel Sanders win. When Vic Fangio first came in and with the quarterback play that it had, it did take an effect on the wide receivers because, I mean, you had a quarterback every different week and Joe Flacco wasn't consistent. And when you're not consistent on the same page, that definitely puts a frustration on a player and they want to win. So they're like, hey, if this guy cannot even throw me the ball on a five yard in. That's no, guys, I, I'll go somewhere else. And where Emmanuel Sanders ended up in San Fran and got another Super Bowl appearance. Now he's playing for the New Orleans Saints. He wants to win. And these players, when they get older, not saying when they're younger they don't want to win but when they're older and in their prime and saying their years are clocking down they want to win and they want to win now you look at terrell suggs the dude got another ring with the chiefs so i mean they want to win guys yeah and yeah, you do. know i'm telling you what it wasn't just emmanuel sanders uh this year but last year damaris thomas did the same exact thing because we didn't have a freaking quarterback Oh yeah, most definitely. And like I said, football is definitely a game of inches, but you got to have consistency, guys. And like you said, guys, just to I agree on both of you guys' things, man, that's definitely the key thing. If the Patriots don't have consistent quarterback play, I'm telling you, Julian Edelman will be mad, frustrated, and not happy at all. I'm thinking they're going to have some tough challenges with uh, Miami getting picking up Tua. They're going to have the, the Buffalo Bills on the other side. Woo! We're done. Done. You're right. It's going to be looking like an 8-8 eight eight season. Either Miami or the Bills will go to the playoffs. Yes. The Jets The Jets got some work to do. I feel like with the Denzel Mims pick, that does give them a wide receiver because they lost Robbie Anderson. But in my opinion, they should have kept Robbie Anderson. They had a chance to. The money probably, I don't know if the money was the issue, or they say, hey, we need some fresh legs. But Roddy, if they would have, they still could have picked up Denzel Mims even with Robbie Anderson, that would have been a two-headed monster right there. Robbie Anderson, and then you have Denzel Mims, and then you got Le'Veon Bell. Oh, that's yeah, that, they need a little more power on the offense. I mean, Sam Darnold is no joke, but yeah. I mean, all he's really got is Le'Veon Bell. 
that's it. <laughs> and they need offensive protection because, like you said, they had Trevor Simeon getting clamored um, when Sam Donald was out. And when even when Sam Donald was in, they I just seen highlights of him just getting sacked after sacked after sacked. And they need offensive line help. And some of the Jets fans were actually mad when our team, the Denver Broncos, picked up uh, Glenn Glasgow. Uh, from the Detroit Lions because they're like, look, we just we need a guard. We need a guy that can just be physical, big, mean, up front. And like I said, Denver is really strategic of what they did with this draft and free agency. I give them a solid A um, through this draft and a lot of experts as well from Next Gen Stats do because the players and their high football IQ. These are not players that are just like, eh. I mean, they're developmental ones at the end of the round, but there's most of them that are ready day one starters even you may have to coach up a little bit but i mean they're ready to work they're hungry they're ready to bring a winning culture and um one thing that one of the experts said during the draft some of these players think oh i'm a first round pick you let the pick go to your head once you make it into the league and these broncos got dogs like ron miller says they got dogs and when you hear that coming out of the teammates and players and the culture you know your culture is turning in the right direction and that dial is turned up 10 times more because when you have dogs man they just fight and they fight for each other and i'm a, i'm agreeing with you des that was a straight a a fantastic job by john elway in fact i think it was his third yes. straight successful draft uh going back to uh, portland sudden last year when they got him and then you know the uh first year with uh i believe chubb was drafted that year if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. it was chubb it was chubb you're right you're right. Yes. So third, third straight uh, home run draft, and I'm gonna go back to uh, Judy because he was the home run pick for the Broncos. Drew Locke was going on Instagram. Bob Miller was hype on Instagram. Like people are excited for this pick. I, I mean, I'm excited. Hell yeah. For Judge Judy. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. He is the best wide receiver in the draft. Easily. Oh, most definitely. He was number one on the board uh, as prospects wise. And um, he has a size. He has a tool. His route running separates him a lot more from the prospects because you got guys that are speedsters and runners. But that route running is definitely important. Coming out of cuts, coming crisp. The only thing that they said maybe is not, I mean, the guy can work on it. It's basically when you come out the freaking break, when you just come off, the dude has speed. They just want to have a little bit more oomph. And like I said, with the wide receiver coach and the Denver just uh, teammates as well with Cortland Sutton. And I mean, they got KJ. Oh, man, they got so many weapons. It's just like, and one of the guys said, I looked on the tweet, James Palmer. They said Denver is trying to build a four by four relay team with this draft. And it sounds like, man, they got speedsters, man. And I mean, with all the fans that we have on this, on this, uh, our podcast, we have Chiefs fans, we have Jets fans, we have Patriots fans, we have Bears fans. There's so many fans that we have, guys. Um, we support all your guys' teams through this draft process. Um, but for the AFC... West Rivals, I mean, Denver will have to be a team to look out for. And the Chiefs definitely have to worry now because you have speed now. And... Tyron Matthews, he can't do it alone, guys. So and they're looking like a Chiefs offense already. Oh, dude, Not they're ready. weapons all across the field. It looks like a Madden. It looks like a team in Madden. You just automatically create <laughs> players and just put them in like 99 speed. 
KJ Hamler, I think that's my favorite pick of the draft with Judy because look, that dude's a dog. He said, I am not scared of no man. I, I'm not scared. I'm not fearing anything. I go toe-to-toe with the best. He's like, you doing what you want me to do? I'll play inside, out, kick return, punt return. This guy models his game from Deshaun Jackson, and he just has a dogfight mentality. All these players that John Elway drafted have something to prove. They want to prove something. Uh, even the guy from Florida, the guy that was seventh-round pick, I never even heard this guy in, at, at all. Never heard this guy at all. But this guy can flat-out run. And he said, I'm bringing that mentality of winning culture, bringing the Super Bowl back to Denver. And I feel like with the players, um, even, even if they're not in the NFL, they just have that dog mentality and they're just ready to win. That's the type of players that are gems because you can have a player that's like, uh, I made a first round pick. But at the end of the day, it's what counts. And if you had that dog mentality, you got something to prove. That's just, they're just ready to fight, man. They're ready to go toe to toe with anybody. Man, I'm excited to take a look at uh, Michael Ojemudia, that uh, cornerback that we picked up. Oh, yes. Most and it was especially because we need to figure out who's uh, going to be replacing Chris Harris. So the more competition that we have just to get some depth in there, the more it's going to help us take that blow away. Honestly, I, with that pick, like you said, Jordan, Denver is so versatile now. You have Bryce Callahan where you don't know what you're going to get because the guy didn't play last year. But with this year... I feel with a whole year recovering, not playing, uh, definitely taking mental reps. I feel like he'll be spot on. I feel like he'll probably slide into the uh, Chris Harris role and let uh, the pick that we just got from Iowa. Dude, he dude's a beast. Dude can play. He's really tall, too. He's really, really tall, lengthy, can play with the best. I feel like it's a great pick um, as well. I guess, like you said, Jordan and uh, Leo, that's just a great pick right there. We just had a great draft, A+. plus. Like, we got some great players. have a well-rounded squad now. We're doing really good. Oh, really good, really good. Um, and Denver, like I said, with, these, with this draft coming up, it was the perfect moment. We needed something in sports to talk about. We needed something to glue the TV to because with all the sports going down due to coronavirus, um, and we're praying for everybody during this uh, pandemic, it gave us something to watch, look forward to day to day to day. Um, so I loved it. It was a great thing. Roger Goodell with the M&Ms. Uh, come on, man. But <laughs> for the most part, it was a great draft. That, that commissioner was just cringy throughout the whole dang draft. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, he looked like he had to shit himself. I won't even lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but he was like... Hi. I'm like, dude, come on, man. Say the pick. Say the damn pick. And he's just, he's shaking a little Eminem by, by you know, day two. He's like, I still got my Eminems. He's agging fans. And I'm like, dude, just say the dang pick, man. Just say the pick. And um, like I said, with the tributes to COVID-19 from all the hospitals, doctors that were on there, uh, medical workers, first responders, uh, any essential worker that was on there as well. I loved it as well. It was a great compliment you know, to the NFL draft and what we're trying to do uh, with COVID-19 relief as well. Um, not just in the USA, but in the world as well. So that was great to see. But Commissioner Goodell looked like he was just shitting his pants. And then at the end of the draft, oh my God, they used different people <laughs> that worked within the NFL. And that lady, I don't know what she was doing. But she, she looked like she was going to shit her pants too. I was like, <laughs> it's like, come on, just say the pick. And they just looked frozen. You know, just say the pick, say it fluently, be confident and yeah, like I said, Roger Goodell just looked like he just gonna poop his pants, man. Just saying a pick after pick after pick. So Okay, um, so since we're on the topic of the draft, did you guys see <laughs> the stuff going around about C D Lamb, his girlfriend? 
no the phone out of his lap oh yeah snatched it back that's a no-no girls that's a no-no do not touch a guy's phone like that no oh, he is on the draft i mean i just thought it was like a petty though at the same time who knows yeah. what was going on with that situation but what the hell <laughs> like, hey, oh man true. don't mess this moment up what if she answered it guys and it was the wrong team <laughs> save, it was, save it was the right team right and she answers the phone you're not cd lamb boo boo you gotta let the guy answer the phone it's his business decision this is his moment i understand you want to be his right hand man and, and we see that all through the little webcams that showed every player's team's family's reaction that just caught me off guard because i'm like look girl i, I understand you want to see what team's gonna get picked up you're gonna get drafted he's gonna be a top first round pick okay just let it let it roll let it ride you know because i mean you looked at all the other players they weren't people weren't reaching for their phones girlfriends were sitting back you know eating nachos chilling you know what i'm saying just with the family you know and i just thought that was kind of a bold move because it's like why are you reaching for the phone it's not your draft it's not saying it's your pro draft day it's his and um i know some actually players that had their agent keep their phones until they got that buzz on the phone and handed the phone to the player while they showed the camera um because they were just focused on the draft focus whenever they get that call they'll be ready to go um but like i said that was kind of just uncalled for that's not her time to shine it's his it's his moment i understand she's part of it as well i just thought it was kind of a yeah type of moment that that's just not uncalled for i mean at the end of the day it happened you know different players gauge their selection in different ways and i want to point out what leo said you know we just can't judge the situation you know just by the cover of it so at the end of the day just going back to this draft too along with cd lamb going to the dallas cowboys did any first round of selection pick just surprise you in a good or a bad way uh i don't know uh, there was um the worst pick i'm surprised it took that long to pick him <laughs> they had two they had a bunch of commercial breaks i'm like come on come on like but the thing that surprised me, the Raiders picked a guy in the first round. Oh man, that had a second round grade. Oh. I was like, okay, y'all want to play that game? And then when they get Henry Ruggs, I was like, oh, okay, now y'all want to play like that? Like I said, social media really took you know as Bronco fans, like that's the Raiders. That's what Raiders Raiders do, you know. And we respect all our fans in the AFC West, but that pick that was a first round pick that was a corner, I believe, or defensive back. Defensive even back, the X. The D, even the experts talk, but all of them said that that guy is a second round talent, <laughs> and you know the Raiders probably see something in that we don't see. But um, like you say, even the draft before with all the Cleo Mack trade, who they got that didn't develop. I think he was a guy from Clemson. They got so many players from Clemson. It seemed like they were just picking Clemson players. The Raiders were. And it just annoyed me a little bit in the draft because it's like, can you get anybody else? I mean, I know you want the best player available. But I don't know. Every time the Raiders do something, it's always sneaky and conniving. Oh, yeah. well, I man, it's not like they had a whole lot of luck uh, drafting in the uh, high picks. Uh, otherwise, they wouldn't be picking that uh, position so often. True. They got so many dang picks. I'm like, pick five, round five. A bunch of picks from the Raiders. Pick round six. More picks with the Raiders. Um, I know the Bears just got uh, linebackers, guys. I don't know. They got some people, too. But, I mean, they just really did defense same they just did defense they forgot one offensive tackle and uh he was from colorado and that was in the sixth round so 
I don't know. The Bears, like I said, kind of. You got. I don't know. I don't know. I was kind of shocked by the Kinlaw pick. Yeah. Well, I'm. I, at first I was, but then you think about it. They did trade Buckner to the Colts, so they needed a guy to fill that presence. So it kind of made sense at the end. Because at first I was like you. I was like, what the? Why? If you just because they don't. What's the wide receiver core out there? I know they traded. Did they trade somebody else? Or. Did well, I mean, they don't have Sanders. They don't have – now they even don't have Marquise Goodwin anymore. So, uh, again, I think you're right. I thought the Kinlaw was just surprising because, okay, I could see you picking up Judy or I could see you picking up CeeDee Lamb or Justin Jefferson was another good wide receiver that was in there. But you had so many options. And to take a defensive player, yes, I get it, Buckner's gone. But I thought the wide receiver, just the holes that are there right now, I thought they were a little bit more important to fill them. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. So it, it definitely shocked me, guys, for the most part. Um, but uh, with the draft as well, I know we got here in Colorado, I, I know a community and um, I'll explain to you guys, there's the Colorado Football Alliance and Colorado Football League. It's like a semi-pro league. Um, there's a bunch of teams out there. Um, I got to talk to an individual named uh, Kyron Covington. Um, he played for the Denver Spades a couple of years back. Um, and definitely he was working towards for playing for the Mahaya Black Knights. Um, they're definitely a team on the rise as well. Um, the owner is Christian. Um, he's a great individual as well. They're great players throughout this whole just conference. You got Marcel Reese. You got so many players. Um, but I worked out with uh, Kyron Covington this weekend, and he's just a great player. 27 years old, great running back, great hands. Um, he actually had an opportunity a couple of years back, two or three years down the line, uh, before um, to, you know, he got an invite to do a tryout for the Broncos. And things didn't really work out just because of the uh, miscommunication between the Broncos and his team, uh, Kyron, basically his, like, uh, not agent, but person trying to work out the uh, tryout with for him. Um, but he's a great player. I work with him. Um, and on the uh, page, guys, we'll definitely put a workout video of what he did. But he's a player, in my opinion, great physical runner. Because all these, all the, all the running backs that were taken out this draft were speedsters, not really like hard to the nose running backs that go between the tackles and go for that physical. Um, and so. Um, this league is definitely a great league for development um, and definitely give players the exposure to probably get onto the next level, like semi-pro, probably like we're talking like Canada. There's players that came out this league and went to the NFL. So it definitely is a successful league in the uh, CFL, which is the Colorado Football uh, League or the, the Colorado Football Alliance. They have several leagues here in Colorado, um, but just great players. I mean, they have players that um, they played like the Denver Sharks. There's two players that play from in Mexico now. Uh, great players. One's a quarterback. One's wide receiver. So it's just great players. Great, um, just a community as well. Especially, um, you know, we see football Saturdays and Sundays with the having your own community um, and just see, uh, you know, men just want to get together and play. It definitely just brings great camaraderie, especially in the community as well. Well, and you know what? Uh, just going back to, uh, you know mentioning out the running back you know the dolphins <laughs> they were uh, pretty bad in the rushing game last year so and it's the great it, it's right now it's uh you know preseason training camp that's starting up so a lot of those people that didn't get a chance in the draft or during their time they're going to get a call so Most definitely Most i'm definitely, definitely uh definitely hoping that he gets a chance and 
we'll see most definitely man we got he has our full support uh he supports us as well so we definitely appreciate him guys uh man there's been i mean we had the draft guys that was so huge i mean with jerry judy going to the broncos um that was just huge for me that made my whole week um yeah that was definitely like one of the best pick in the draft i think we easily snuck away with the best pick yes (laughs) best pick in the draft and the best center in the draft that guy from lsu is huge great guy and then you got the tight end from missouri that used to play with drew now you think you got two tight ends oh man this this offense man we could talk about this for days but this offense is going to be deadly guys it's going to be deadly and that cushionberry guy yes from lsu yeah he played at lsu man big buff center man we we about to be looking good be looking good man teams will definitely have to be watching out uh for sure like i said the chiefs we don't we have we know patrick mahomes there's Chiefs fans that we have on this show and beyond as well we respect you guys as well um and like i said the champs are saying hey bring it on we we're ready we have the firepower and i feel like every team in the afc west wants to beat the chiefs by speed and if they say hey if you want to play like that we can play like that too but i say that the best offense that has the best chance to beat the chiefs and that beat them and to be on top of the division and win the afc west Us. is denver is denver because you look at oakland oakland got some guys but their their strategy is basically we're using guys that do two, uh, a lot of different things which is fine but what if somebody gets hurt? Who you got to replace that guy? Denver has added depth. Exactly. They added size. They added speed. And their defense as well. They added depth. They added speed. They've answered all the boxes that need to be answered. And a lot of people are like, well, what about the offensive tackle? John Elliott said this. Why are we going to take a tackle just to be as a permanent, like not even a permanent fix? And there was not even a lot of tackles in the draft once they started getting drafted. They were taken off the board. So, I mean, they added offensive tackle during the uh, unrestricted free agent time right now when they didn't get drafted. There's a lot of players still that they could add to their roster to make the team. And I feel like John Elway did a great move. He said it. Elijah Wilkinson and Garrett Bowles are going to compete for that left tackle position. And whoever the best man is, wins. Honestly, I think it may. And I'll give, the, I'll give it to Elijah Wilkinson because there was a lot of penalties on him. There was a lot of penalties. The thing is, can he bend? And with Mike Munchak, we'll see what unfolds. But I mean, Denver has the best shot, in my opinion, to win the AFC West and challenge toe-to-toe with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. I feel like the Chargers are probably going to be that three team just because they got Tyrod Taylor. They have an offense to build around now with Mike Williams. They have some players. But we'll see what happens, guys. Because like you said, defense wins championships. They got some defensive players. We'll see how it all. They do, works. but they always choke up in the end. We'll see. <laughs> and the new stadium they're playing in too, so we'll see how that takes them. Well, we still have the top defense in the AFC West. That is a fact. That is not my opinion. That is a fact. And mm-hmm. second, our offense is the second best offense. Patrick Mahomes, I'll say it right now, is the best quarterback in the league right now. But I'm looking at this season. I think we can make we can make a run at Kansas City. We can definitely do that. We definitely and can, man. Most definitely, most definitely. Um. Okay. What else do you guys want to? All right, talk guys. About? We got a little update in the college football rules. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So targeting rule. There's a targeting rule change. Um, any player that's uh, ejected. Mm-hmm. Uh, can remain on the sideline sidelines. What? And yeah, crazy. 
Um, <laughs> <then there's, laughs> Go ahead, I'm what? sorry. I was going to say, if I hit somebody in the head and just smack them with the helmet, right? I get ejected. You, can, you, could, get, you could still watch. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go be like, uh, <laughs> who's the guy that, that struck Mason Rudolph? Um, he plays for Cleveland. Uh, what's his name? Not Miles Jack. Somebody uh, else. No, Miles Garrett. Garrett. Maris Garrett. Maris Garrett. Garrett. Yeah, go be Miles Garrett. Hit some quarterback in the helmet. It's like, oh yeah, go ahead, go and uh, go on the sideline. Oh, Sorry. there it is. I fired my team up, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm and sorry, the other me. one um, was that replay officials must complete reviews within two minutes. Dang. So you're like, hey, this is awesome. Put a button on that shit. <laughs> they be taking too long on their replays, man. Especially like the end of the game. Like, all right, we'll see what you got the catch. Let's see, guys. Let's see, let's see. It's like, bro, oh, taking taking five, six minutes to review. Come on. Seriously, <laughs> that's like three, four, five commercial breaks that we get to see before <laughs> the actual freaking freaking uh, rules. They're still in review. It's still in review. You'll probably watch an all-state commercial, get popcorn, take a bathroom break, and <laughs> right back at the replay. <laughs> so that, that definitely benefits for sure, because they need to speed that up, man. Definitely speed it up for sure. Because yeah, just then, think about how long it takes. That's almost that's like a, a piece of a quarter. Come on. <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, and also college that... basketball. Oh my bad, uh, Jordan. What were you saying? Oh, oh no, I was just about to say was hopefully this going into effect with the college football. Hopefully the NFL does the same thing because if college football takes like five or six minutes, NFL takes like 10 or 12 minutes to freaking finish a review. <laughs> Shoot, that's two bathroom breaks, a slice of pizza you can go pick up from Pizza Hut and come back and still be ready to go. <laughs> See, by the Man, time you, <laughs> you guys hear about this one, Jordan? I know you did because you did the notes, but the University of Buffalo uh, probation? No. Probation happened? for one year. Because an assistant coach uh, forwards some recruiting document, Ooh. or find five thousand dollars over that, and agreed to a a two week ban on communicating with any recruits or anything what? to go silent for for two weeks. That's that's all he gets. That that's it. That's, no, no, oh. it's not just that, but they're also banned for the year. Oh, okay. Like that you go silent sense. for the two weeks, and then you're banned for the year can't Ooh. communicate with any recruiting for two weeks then Ooh. the whole season you're done so basically i know the players the organization as well especially in buffalo they're really high on basketball man really i mean i i noticed them from basketball and definitely trying to get an ncaa turn they're always a factor they're always in the hunt um and i feel like the players that work so hard man especially for next year what are you going to play for you, even if you win your conference championship you're banned so i mean it's definitely tough and why for recruiting if you if a recruit doesn't want to go to your school i bet you there's a hundred other players that may not be three star four star but hey still talented players you can still get man i mean there's programs that don't just there's a bunch of programs that are underachievers that don't forge as well you know and they just stick to the process and if you can't stick to the process i just feel like that person should not be in the uh, program that's my opinion well, I mean, just doing it, I feel like this is just a silly way to get yourself in trouble. And to do this, you're, you're right, Des, now, I don't know exactly 
we don't know the exact situation what happened uh, you know it could have been because one player left could have been because one player wanted to go into the team what have you the uh coach and the player itself their information was not disclosed but you're right this is kind of silly there are a lot of players out there and uh yeah uh that's i haven't seen a scandal like this before uh not unless we go back to louisville but yeah just something silly Definitely. All right. And the virtual in WNBA actually had a record viewing for the WNBA draft. That was pretty mm. cool. Averaging about 387,000 viewers. That's but for the WNBA. Shoot. Hey, that's tuning in. Step up. Tuning in. <laughs> Shall we move into music, guys? What's everybody True. been listening to? True. Before we get to that, I know they did a tribute for Kobe Bryant's uh, daughter um, as a draft pick as well. So my condolences oh, go to the right. Bryant family. But that was special. I, that was definitely uh, uh, respectful to the game. And like I said, she would have been an amazing player in the WNBA. She would have been the Kobe Bryant of the WNBA. Unstoppable. Just a great player. So my condolences for her as well and the family and Kobe Bryant. Um, but like you said, that's definitely just great viewership but for music man i've been listening to travis scott's new song man scott's i've been listening to that with kid cuddy that's been my jam song for the week man hey jordan what about you man i know you've been on that new whiz it's been pretty hot oh i i definitely want to get into the new but before i do that again just like that's a quick a quick shout out to uh you know, the victims of that helicopter crash, not just Kobe Bryant, not just Gianna Bryant, but to the others. Most uh, definitely. Your your thoughts, prayers to the families have always been there since February. We'll continue to do so in, the, in those tough times for all families involved. But uh, to bring it back to Wiz Khalifa, uh, some of the songs I've been listening to is new album, The Saga of Wiz Khalifa. Everyone knows about Contact at this point, featuring Taika. If not, then you're uh, definitely living under a rock, I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, there's a new song out there, Bama, featuring Mustard. It is a very chill, very relaxed song. Got a very energetic beat to it. Really like it. And then Out in Space, featuring Quavo. That's another song that I like off that album. Mm. The High Today with Logic was good, too. Oh yeah, Logic is really it was good. super crispy. Woo! I like that Dang. whole album, and I thought that it was like sh- I, I like that it was short, and I thought the beats were like very Wiz Khalifa style. They're very chill and four twenty. You throw this on <laughs> to chill and smoke. You know what I'm saying? Like that's this is a great album for that purpose. Oh, most definitely. Most oh definitely. yeah. And then the other new release I want to talk about uh, for those listeners interested in the UK grime, UK hip hop scene, check out Sneakbow Nine Lives. Pretty good album that I got to listen to. Some good songs on there feature uh, Oh La La featuring Dappy, a uh, pre me that's P R E E me featuring uh, Mologo, and then Love Is Gamble featuring Kita cuts and again that's sneakbow nine lives check out that album and not too bad of an album i checked out a couple songs on there when you sent the notes it's not too bad man it's not bad at all it's pretty good in my opinion i like it and then uh, go ahead jordan 
Oh no, go ahead, Leo. <laughs> no, you had another one. Oh no, I was just about to ask. Uh, well, besides the new releases, uh, anyone listening to uh, any particular songs this week? Leo, have you listened to anything yet? Oh my goodness, I have been <laughs> bumping the heck out of the chronic. It's on yeah. Spotify now, guys. It was it was released on Spotify on 420. Perfect date to release that album. It had never been on Spotify until now. And oh my god, I've been bumping it nonstop. <laughs> I just go through the whole album, man. Like, oh my god. Those West Coast beats, man. They just they never get old. Oh my god, they're amazing. So that's what I've been listening to a lot of lately. And then 90s RB, oddly. Yeah. Taking a trip to the past, listening to that. It's smooth r&b sound oh they used to have some dope beats man oh yeah they're bringing it back man they're bringing it back for sure because they gotta have some yeah. old school r&b man you gotta have some flow with it, you know some genuine baby. hey the ladies like genuine she does she will <laughs> 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 take their Try shirt that. off probably <laughs> Tried chicken biryani. Sorry, this is uh totally off topic. I tried chicken biryani, the Indian dish. Yeah, okay. didn't really like it that much. No. I wish I liked it a little bit more. It's very, very spicy. Oh. If you like food with a lot of spices, this is it for kick. you. you got oh, it's not even hot. It's just like oh. lots of spices. Oh, he said a little spices. Yeah, lots of spices. Ooh, spicy. Spicy. Oh. <laughs> 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 I've been listening to Travis Scott, man. I've been I've been listening to Scott, so I've been listening to EDM and my like the old hits like in my mind. I've been listening to that. I've been listening to a lot of music, guys, like uh, just to get me going for the week, um, just get me hyped, especially for the show. Like I was listening to uh, Travis Scott uh, Scotts with uh, Kid Cudi. That was actually before we came on the show today, guys. I was getting hyped with that. That was my show. I was like, all right, this is it, man. I'm hungry. Let's go toe to toe. Um, Yo Gotti, I'd listen to him as well. Uh with Pose. It's nice. Uh it's like Little Uzi and it has two different versions. It has the Megan and Stallion one and then him and uh, Little Uzi. That one's a good one. Um I've listened to Lil Uzi's new songs like Soxy or something like that. I just like how he just goes with his cadence, man. It just makes you want to just bob your head. If you have dreadlocks, you'll you'll be bobbing your head in your dreads. You know what I'm saying for sure. But I've been listening to everything lately, guys. Um, like I said, I like EDM, especially when I'm working out, uh, getting in shape, guys. Uh, but I love any type of music, man, and alternative as well. It's definitely uh, in my uh, playlist for sure. Getting in shape, guys. What kind of workouts you been doing, bro? Oh, shoot. Burpees, running, lifting weights. I've been doing a lot of more cardio lately because I've been out for a while with that collarbone. I've been trying to just get back into cardio because, like I said, I was just sitting on the couch for six weeks and just watching Netflix shows. But um, like I said, since I've been back to work, moving better, uh, especially at the hospital now, it's definitely just moving um, slowly but better, you know what I'm saying, at the same time. But just more like burpees, working out more, working with the cardio. This week, I'll probably try to work with like lower body strengths with the legs. Um, and then the next week after, probably just do more upper body nice work nice work for sure for sure um we know we did a raffle man oh that's right yeah it is uh who won in our raffle all right so we had a lot of you guys like the page like the photos 
<laughs> definitely do appreciate it. So these are the two winners that our show we picked as the winners. Um, so once we announce these winners, we will post it on the page of the who the winners are um, and reach out to them to see what they want. So we definitely appreciate support. Please uh, support Stephanie as well. She definitely does appreciate it. And there is a link on our page that has her page for the mask as well. So the winners are Ivana Gomez and Brittany Nicole Reynolds. Those are the two individuals um, that win a free mask on us. You guys message us what you guys want and we will get that together for you. We will contact Stephanie. We will get that together and it's on the house and we will give it to you guys. Shipping takes about two to four days. It depends on where you live. If you live far in the mountains, it's going to take about three days. If you live like in Denver and Aurora, um, it only takes about two days, honestly. So like you said, guys, we appreciate everybody's support so far always um with the mask everything that we're doing but uh those are the two winners guys how do you guys feel about that Woo! congratulations guys congratulations these are quality masks you are gonna love them and thank, thank you, you so much, much for listening and coming by and dropping by the facebook page and supporting us so we show you a lot of uh love and effort through um our podcast guys so thank you so much for coming and listening and showing us the support Enjoy the masks. I know they're going to help during these times. Most definitely. Yeah, just a, another, just a special recognition to the people. 200 plus people already liking our, face, our Facebook page. We really appreciate it. And we're just so glad that you're interested in letting us do uh, this podcast. Again, just a, a dream that Des and Leo and I had a year and a half ago. We're making it real. And so we, we thank you for the support. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Jordan, do you want to talk about Drifters real quick? I didn't get the chance to see it, but... Me either. Me either. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Drifters. Oh, my God. This is this is such a crazy, crazy series. So let, let me tell you a story. So imagine this. Imagine this. Let me take you back. You've got all these historical figures. So uh, I'm going to go to Japan. you got... Oda Nobunaga, uh, you've got a few samurai fighters from, from Japan, you've got Joan of Arc, you've got Rasputin, you've got just, just imagine all these historical figures, and it's gonna sound crazy, all these historical figures being transported to a world with elves, dwarves, I, I get it, I know what you're thinking right now, believe me, but elves, dwarves, men, just set in this fantasy realm-like atmosphere. And they gotta stop this unstoppable villain named the Black King, Lord of Monsters and whatnot. And it's essentially a series about these drifters, these drifters, these warriors from our world coming to this other world and stopping the darkness. It is fantastic. I highly recommend those who haven't heard of this show, Give it a chance. Give it, watch three episodes. You're going to love it. It sounds interesting. Awesome. Sure. That, that sounds, sounds super cool. cool. Um, I actually have been watching Tower of God, How which is, is a show about, um, oh man, it's so good. It's actually a show about um, a character who has to climb a tower of a hundred levels. And I, actually, I think there might be more than a hundred. And this Jesus. tower is just like this ominous, like almost omnipotent being in that every person that's 
there to compete in climbing the tower has somehow come in contact with it before. And if you get to the top of the tower, you're said to have like godly powers and be able to withstand anything and you can make anything happen. So the main character wants to climb this tower to revive his love interest. Well, uh, we don't really know if it's, if she's his love interest yet, but that's kind of how it looks. So he's like trying to climb the tower to get all the way up there, get her back. He thinks she might be climbing the tower as well. So that story starts to unfold. It's a pretty good series. Um, just came out on Crunchyroll and it's actually based off of a Korean uh, webtoon. So that's what? what they call manga in Korea. They call call them mangwas or mm. webtoons for the web version. So <laughs> it's pretty dope. We're I'll have to check it out, bro. I'll definitely check that out today. I I've watched this show and I was watching this with my cousin, but I've been watching it and I just fell in love with it after watching one episode. Ah, Gene. Um, ah, Gene, man. I'm on episode number eight. It's just crazy, man. And. Uh, he was explaining to me what it is and i'll get into more of that on the next episode but man, i love i mean we all know it. i mean it is so amazing it's crazy it's it's just de- i love it it's definitely amazing for sure what is your guys take on Ajin? i like uh, so like what i've seen at format um i want to see a little bit more before i judge completely for sure for sure for sure yeah same here i've uh, only caught like an episode of a gene uh I got actually got to catch one when you were mentioning it before we had the episode today. So yeah. just want to watch a few more episodes, see, and then uh, I'll I'll judge. <laughs> definitely, definitely, it's uh, I, I love it. It's definitely different for sure, but it has a lot of action. Definitely, uh, they have subtitles. I mean, because it's in Japanese, but like I said, um, it's definitely an amazing show. Uh, great picture, and it's not long at all. It's really it's the perfect timing of when they do their uh how they do their episodes and the characters every the plot everything just stays on point and on cue it doesn't drift it stays on to the point i loved it it was i'm, I'm gonna watch it after this episode guys today and just watch it and i love it so much um and like i said there's a bunch of shows out there guys that are, are coming out on netflix and Hulu as well and it's definitely just amazing to have something in entertainment news um what do you guys what's your guys take on amc guys i know we've been talking about the with netflix and hulu but with the uh, movie theaters going down guys what what do you guys think of that i think it was bound to happen just because you know amc a, a movie theater that fails to digitally adopt especially when something like this happens if you don't have that plan if you don't have what's like uh, called in the business world the uh, business continuity management uh not going to get into that but essentially they didn't have that plan and thus, that's why they're going bankrupt. And it's just a testament to how much this coronavirus has really taken out of the economy. True, true. Um, so there's actually an update in that. <laughs> Expert over here, guys. Uh, <laughs> AMC actually uh, was sued by a Florida landlord for not paying their rent. What? Yeah, what? they were sued back in, I, I want to say March, they didn't pay their rent. And, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, they got, got sued, sued by, by the landlord. landlord. And then CMX actually declared bankruptcy. So CMX, they're huge in like Texas and the South. Chapter yeah. 11, guys. They're hoping Damn. that the government will bail them out and something will happen. But I mean, there's no guarantee. 
for sure. I mean, we have a president that says <laughs> disinfected. <laughs> I'm like, really? Come on. I, I seen a tweet where somebody said, one nurse put out, someone did a a, <laughs> a bleach enema. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Oh like, my goodness! Wow. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I, I, I just don't know what to say. Just some of the stuff that comes, that comes out of his mouth is just, uh, uh, I just get headaches, man. <laughs> I just, I don't know what, to, I don't know what to say. It's just ridiculous nonsense at this point. For sure, for sure. I mean, with the movie industries, you know, taking a hit, um, I feel like they should just go digital, honestly. I, well, you can, what I had discussed in my live stream is that there should have been a contingency plan in place for this. There should have been something in, in development that could have helped them see through this happening. Because I think they should have already had some kind of program for disabled moviegoers anyway. There should have already been something where, you know, if you're physically handicapped or incapable of going to the movie theater, you can still watch it at home. Right. I think exactly. it's very unfair that, like, you know, people with specific disorders or physical handicaps or disabilities are not allowed to see the latest in movie theaters simply because they can't go. Exactly. I think that's an excuse. And I think they could have had this done a long time ago. And if they had had it done, they could have easily, easily just spread the current program to be to everyone else. They could have just multiplied it. Exactly. Or they could have done this. I know churches are doing this as well. Churches are doing this. And we've all known movie, movies started with this back in the day where you had drive-in movie theaters. So you can, you know, sit in your car and watch yes. that movie projector screen. I feel like churches are doing that in church services. They have it online and on stream. There's some smaller churches where they stay in their vehicle, pull up in front of the church, and will go to a church service. They sit in their vehicle and they can hear the church service. They even project it at some time with a projector outside. I feel like movie theaters now have to say, they can't really, like you said, Leo, they should have had a plan in place. They have the drive-in theaters. Now, I understand the weather may not be some states, but it's getting hot, so I get it. So probably at night would be a better time. It's cool, it's not summer, it's not hot, whatever time. But do something for the people. You can't just say, oh, well, you know, we're inside building and we don't, be creative. They're, they have the money, they have assets. And I understand that they don't have the proper funds now because look what it is on the uh, but they can be creative i know amc can do it all these movie theaters can do it a pop-up drive theater they can have you know parking you know like a parking lot they have the space you know you can do the same popcorn that you serve in a theater you can pass it out you know you put your ppe on if you need to and hand it out you know and you still make money so at the end of the day you're not sitting there laying off great workers and you lend your business just falls to the ground. So let me ask you this, uh, both Des and Leo. When uh, <laughs> this whole coronavirus uh, situation eventually goes away, and there, there will be eventual time, people, let me tell you that. With uh, once, this, once this goes away, what's, what's next for movie theaters? Do they come back up? Do we have you know something else in place so what's your take on that what i think is going to happen is we're going to see smaller theater houses um we're going to see 15 seat theaters with space we're going to see theaters the movie industry possibly convert to something completely different 
Or, Same. honestly, we could even see it just slowly come back to the way it was. I'm not sure. I, I really don't know. Just because, I, hell, we don't we didn't know what was going to happen with this. So I think True. my biggest prediction is that the industry is going to change. Excuse me. Have to adapt. And possibly the digital the rise in digital sales and a interest in digital releases. Yeah, I, I agree with you because there's in my in, in Jordan there is going to be like I said there is going to be a time when this is over and we can get through this. But then you got to think about with the social distancing that we've been doing, guys, for the past couple months. People that are still cautious, right? They're still going to wear masks, and then the social distancing where you have to say four to six feet away and those seats are not four to six feet away <laughs> um lines as well they'll probably have you know markers like 7-eleven um i went in today has a line that has markers for four to six feet for people that don't know what four to six feet is but we should all know what four to six feet is um but long story short well, you know, i feel like uh they should they will probably go digital most likely because like i said you need the revenue you need sales um you know the only thing i mean even if it's movie popcorn they can do some type of delivery. I know some movie theaters are starting to do that now. Um, like movie tavern, they're starting to do like, uh, they've been doing this even before, but like delivery movie tavern popcorn. So if they can be a little bit creative, movie theaters wise, and put their heads together and say, hey, we just got out of this pandemic. We still have to be social distancing. We have to be cautious. Maybe feed 15 people to a movie theater and have a smaller theaters may be a great option. Um, it may not, people will not be sitting at the same row, but in different sections in the theater. Um, that could help as well to create that social distancing. Here's my suggestion is yes, uh, food delivery, curbside pickups. I know there's a theater in Iowa doing curbside $5 buckets of popcorn. I think mm. that's a pretty brilliant idea. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, also, let's see, what, what else was I thinking? Um, oh, Al Alamo at Home is actually doing a program where they're doing like independent films and they're charging only seven bucks for you to rent for a week and you can watch that and that money goes to alamo draft house and the filmmakers so that's like another alternative ways going to the independent filmmakers or even the studios and banding together and saying okay you can stream on here a piece go the studio piece goes to the theater there should again there should have been a contingency fellas this there's no excuse there's no excuse uh but thank god for netflix and hulu though man because <laughs> we yes it at, home. yes. at work uh for some that have okay if you on break and you're watching netflix that's what we're, i'm mentioning at work um so bosses out there everybody's not watching netflix when they're working um <laughs> just breaks but um i mean it gives us a time to unwind uh you know discord from the news and just watch the show that can give us a laugh like the office um there's a lot of new shows out there on netflix and who is community well. oh yeah we just saw community uh last night <laughs> yes we did there's a new that show on awesome. netflix is number one i forgot what it's called it's like uh it's a great actor and a great great actor um it's like extraction or something like that i believe oh yeah, uh yeah movie. extraction the movie i just watched it on friday afternoon mm -hmm. um it was okay. It? In my it was okay. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I, I loved the action. The action oh. was breathtaking. I mean, See, like, action is holy thing. crap. Gun, amazing gun foo style. Almost not gonna say it was John Wick level, but I mean it was definitely aiming to be there and it was it was almost there. It, it had a really 
great action choreo like great action choreography great um act dynamic action scenes chris hemsworth action wise was great i didn't think his acting was that dynamic enough for me mm-hmm. and uh i think there needed to me to be a lot more emotion and stakes in all of this but all in all i thought it was a slightly worthwhile movie i i guess if you're like an action junkie go for mm-hmm. it but if you're not skip it up it's not the best <laughs> i'm just being real for sure for sure well i mean guys i mean we had the draft well, we uh, put our uh, condolences out for Tavares Jackson um, as well. We just had a lot of, you know, passings recently. I know we had Judge Judy's uh, announcer pass away as well from a heart attack on Friday. Definitely crazy. Definitely just think about all the families affected right now. So sad, Jerry Bishop. Um, so, I mean, we're definitely thinking about you guys and everybody. Um that has passed um we definitely give our condolences and uh prayers to you guys and the family we talked about the draft with jerry seal i believe we all believe uh as bronco fans and just nfl fans in general that's the seal of the night in my opinion um there is some wins there's some losses there's upside on the borderline teams i feel like that was one of the best drafts i think um the goodell looked like he almost pooped his pants every time he said a pick <laughs> it was fun it was different for sure of the WNBA draft. I mean, a lot of viewers and uh, the tribute to uh, Kobe Bryant's uh, uh, daughter as well as an honorary draftee. Um, and then we talked about all the shows on Netflix, anime, music that we're listening to from uh, anime, we're listening to, you know, just entertainment, hip hop, every, every any type of genre, basically. So, um, what's your guys' take before we head out? Well, for me, just I'm I'm happy to see just some sports. Just we have a tiny bit of sports just coming back to us. The NFL draft and you know WNBA draft also just that sport getting that recognition for them. And you know we talk about the NBA being gone. Well, with the WNBA draft having its part, perhaps that means there's a little bit of growth for that sport. I know they've been underappreciated so and again going back to it being the second highest draft it's definitely a great thing for the league the game of women's basketball to take a part in so hopefully that gives that sport a little bit more uh, upside for sure for sure yes, yes I, I think this was a great episode guys anything else uh, we wanted to hit yes oh yeah uh, go ahead jordan go ahead go ahead yeah so just a quick thing on sports uh you know the uh, taiwan their five team chinese professional baseball league they played its first game this past friday night without any spectators so this brings me back to uh you know the eventual return of baseball the eventual return of basketball we're seeing kind of how that could be implemented now just knowing how taiwan's doing it True, true. Um, and to piggyback on that with Taiwan, uh, the NBA put out a tweet, I think it was Saturday, yesterday, yeah, that uh, they're considering opening up uh, practice facilities that states that are, you know, uplifting their ban from social distancing and states that are um, for teams to voluntarily do their individual workouts. So it doesn't mean NBA is back in play, 
It just means practices that facilities that in states that are opening and not on the ban for uh, you know going out and things closed. It is only for states that are op- reopening. Um, that and if it has a practices facility that's with the team's affiliation there in that state, then players can go practice. But it's just for individual workouts. It's not to bring the league back, guys. But it's just it's a, it's a little step in the right direction for the uh, NBA. Um, and before we leave, I, like I said we, uh, before, we all appreciate the support for this show. Um, we're the bad boys number three, man. This is keeping it 100. And we definitely just appreciate all the support and the love. And if there's any other top, like, topics you guys want to talk about on an uh, episode, definitely uh, message us on the Facebook page. We are starting up uh, Instagram as well and a Twitter. Um, so um, those will be in the links below Facebook as well. So you guys can get in contact with all of our social media networks um, that we do follow and say up on. Um, but like I said, we definitely appreciate you guys and the support because uh, without you guys, I mean, there's no us, you know. So we definitely appreciate you guys. No, I, I, and again, the, to the people that are liking our page, to the people that are listening to this show, our first episode or second episode, uh, 200 plays we've noticed in total. So... The support really means a lot. Thank you, guys. Seriously, guys, guys, thank you so much. We couldn't thank you enough for your support and for coming by and liking the page and checking out the podcast. And we will see you guys next week on another episode of Keep It 100, y'all. Keep It 100. Signing off. All right, hold on. (laughs) Let me see how to end. (laughs) Whoops, gonna have to trim off the tail. (laughs) <laughs> hey guys. All right. Are we? Hold on. Let me recording. Is it still recording? Yeah, it is. Oh, I just edited it. I'll edit it once it's. <laughs>